This is the 911 Calls Podcast with the operator and his exact twin. Mine is being born and raised in Kentucky and his heroic military service and being born to a completely other mother, Kent Chungus. But anyway, um, she's the reason why I'm making this video. She's the reason why what's about to happen today. Because she can drill me crazy. Are we... So, so, on the music... Yeah. Oh, I thought... I was... I was in the episode. And you're you're being Sam right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hi, oh, hi, Kent. Did you have something to say? <laughs> so, in the music there... Yes. And this is a this is a regular nine one one calls episode, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, standard. I believe you refer to me. I only listened to the song one time, but I believe you refer to me as a war hero. Uh, uh I can play it for you. You want to hear the intro really quick again? Yeah. Okay, one sec. Let me pull it up here. Season three, Kent. Here we go. His exact twin, mine is being born and raised in Kentucky and his heroic military service and being born to a completely other mother, Kent Chungus. Yeah, cut it. Okay. Heroic military about this the other service. I have never at any point in our relationship put off the impression that I that I served any You know I had the most basic military service ever for an infantryman. I mean, yes, yeah. I went to war, mm-hmm. and and I did what I had to do, and saw some bad things, and but pretty standard infantryman, machine gunner mm. service. So, can I tell you how I view that? Nothing that distinguishes it from anybody else that just did well in the military and did what they were told and got promoted and then got out. Nothing really. I'm not like a John Bassalone or a. You know, an American sniper, Chris Kyle, <laughs> not like any of those guys, just a dude that did okay and did what he had to do and then came home. Yeah. Like the most bland, vanilla infantryman military service ever. We, okay, so here's how I look at that. Do you remember Swatch Watches? Are those the ones where you like they were straight and then you would snap them on your wrist and they would wrap around your wrist? No, Swatch watches Swatch. It was actually the brand Swatch, and they had a whole series of watches where like the watch face was gone and just under the clear plastic were all of the gears, and you could see the machinations of your watch all the time. The way I look at it, and the reason why I feel that any military service like that is heroic, is. If I take one tiny gear out of the myriad gears in my Swatch watch, it doesn't tell time anymore. And I, I think that's lost. You know, on you're the- basically doing a, 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 a different version of what that guy says in, in the Army now. <laughs> if one gear's out of my watch, my clock, my clock tell the wrong time. <laughs> you, you remember that? <laughs> if one gear's off my clock, my clock, my clock tell the wrong time. <laughs> It's true. So that, and then Polly Shore's like, and then Andy Dick says, "What's he talking about?" And Polly Shore goes, "Something about his clock being broken." 
That's what I'm saying, though. Is it? It. It's such. It's lost on civilian. I think the con, the concert or the symphony that is all of the functioning pieces of the the of our, of our armed services, and and it's not the ones that make it to the news are when the clock stops working. You know, friendly yeah. fire or. Or when there's a failure of or abject failure of some kind, or the errant soldier that goes crazy, you know, or something. Those things, those are that's what makes it to the news because you guys work like clockwork so much, and the boredom and everything that you guys have is the the churning, the turning of every tooth of the gear. And so I see that as like just being able to stay in lockstep for that long and not go, what am I doing here? You know, and and have it actually manifest into something that becomes newsworthy. I think that's heroic. So, well, you know, <clears throat> but the thing that, that not a lot of people talk about is I can't for the most part. I mean, I can remember like like glimpses. If I think of one of my deployments, I can't single out moments like it. It's like you get there, and around, like, day three, you go into, like, a mental hibernation, <laughs> uh. and you're just running on, like, uh, cruise control. Mm-hmm. And then you come out of hibernation when your feet hit American soil again. Same way with, like, boot camp, infantry school. Is it trauma that that does that is that what it is? Or? Is that what that is? I could be. Is that what that I mean, is? I don't want to have a psych, psychoanalysis section session on you here, but yeah, I would say that's probably why you go to counseling now. Because <laughs> like I can't, I can't remember like a lot of deployments. <laughs> I am both scared and and excited for our future conversation. It's like I was there, but I wasn't. They're like, hey, did you go to Afghanistan? I'm like, I think so. <laughs> I was there for a long time, I believe. <laughs> I hope I'm not around when you do remember. <laughs> Little glimpses. <laughs> oh, but yeah, it was nothing heroic mm. or out of the ordinary. It was just a very standard machine gunner's combat deployment experience. Oh. And nothing. I didn't distinguish myself as heroic or anything in any way. I didn't. I was just... You know, I returned fire when we got shot at, and I and I believe you just defined for me a hero. So thank you. I just did what I was trained <laughs> to do, but I didn't do it like better than anybody else. You know, no. I didn't like you did it better than me because I didn't do it. <laughs> so, or maybe you just don't remember. I might, might have gone to Afghanistan. I forgot. You're right. You're right. Does your wife ever bring up Iraq or anything? And you're like, what the <laughs> are you talking about? <laughs> Yeah, often it's weird. I also respond very weirdly to fireworks. So, no shit. Pretty regularly, I'll be talking to my buddies from the military, and they'll be like, "Do you remember that time that we did X and X and X?" And I'll be like, "No." Because <laughs> I know that you thought I was there. I wasn't. I'd been gone for four months at that point, and I'm still not. I'm still. I've still got another three months before I return back to my. Meat missile here. <laughs> oh man, yeah. There's a whole podcast in there somewhere, but uh, you know, uh, we'll get to that someday. You'll let One me. gears out of my clock, my clock, my clock. <laughs> to the wrong time. <laughs> About his clock being broken. <laughs> I love it. Oh man. Hey, I've got a question for you. Okay. Do you know where we get the name for the holiday Easter 
from? I'm going to say no, unless you're Googling it. <laughs> I'm not Googling. I'm What I'm doing right now is thinking, much like the last episode, <laughs> trying to figure out how this is going to play into whatever it is we're getting ready to listen to. And the short answer is it's not. <laughs> well, I challenged, ex- challenge accepted from the last one. I thought I got to come, I got to come with a little more connective tissue on this one. So I've done a pretty, pretty amazing job. If I must. Yeah. Say. You thought you did on the last one too. <laughs> Easter. So Easter. Mm-hmm. No, I don't know. Is it no what? Enlighten me. Okay. All right. I will. I was hoping you would say that. <laughs> The, the name for Easter goes back to the name of a pre-Christian goddess in England called Yostra. Uh, she was celebrated at the beginning of spring by pre-Christians or what we might consider today to be pagans. Um, the only reference to this goddess from back then comes from the writings of a guy named the Venerable Bede, a British monk who was born in 600 A.D., He wrote that the month in which (sighs) English Christians were celebrating the resurrection of Jesus had been called Yostermanoth Mm -hmm. in Old English, referring to a goddess named Yostra. And even though Christians had begun affirming the Christian meaning of the celebration, they continued to use the name of the goddess to designate their own season. Incredible. Crazy. And do you know what you need to have in order to accurately determine what day Easter will fall on? Because I don't know if you knew this, but it's always a moving target. Did you know that? I didn't know. Yeah. So Easter, I used to think it was like... an iPhone. (laughs) Easter, I used to think, comes on like the first Sunday in April or something like that. Mm -hmm. It doesn't. Now, here's what you need in order to figure out what day Easter is going to be. You either need a normal calendar that just tells you... And yeah. you need a moon chart. Yeah. Or you just pull out the old trusty pagan or Wiccan calendar to figure uh, out yeah. what day Jesus was resurrected on. Okay. <laughs> Can you believe that? Yes. <laughs> okay, really quick. The reason the reason why Easter is a moving target is because I don't care. <laughs> here's how you figure it out. Okay. It falls. It, Easter always falls on the first Sunday after the first full moon following the spring equinox. This is a holiday that we celebrate every single year, but I don't know if people know that. That's literally how you figure out what day Easter is going to be. It's the first Sunday after the first full moon following the spring equinox. Could this thing be any more pagan? What do you... Right? I mean... Don't start banging. <laughs> if you start banging this early in the episode, this is going to be really hard to do. <laughs> I would like to just to see how you handle that because you've got a lot of time to cover here. <laughs> I got a lot of script, but it factors you in. So let's uh, we'll keep talking. All right. <laughs> Did you just bang? I think you banged. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, enough about Easter. Hey, Kent, have you ever had a relationship where you felt like it didn't get closure? It's every relationship <laughs> I've ever been in. <laughs> Even your current marriage, you feel like it's sort of open-ended. <laughs> uh, that I ever have. I mean... You talking about with like girlfriends? It could be girlfriends stuff? or even like a, a relationship with a loved one. I didn't feel like I got one. closure with my dad. Okay. 
Was his death uh, unexpected? Would you yes, say? very much. Okay. Very much so. Now, he overdosed, so. Okay, I have a question. We weren't about planning that. that. Right. <laughs> and I don't think he was either. <laughs> but I have a question about that. I didn't call him up on like a Tuesday. He's like, well, I'm going to be overdosing on Thursday. <laughs> so uh, if you could come over here and hang out and just say your goodbyes on Wednesday night, that would be ideal. That would be ideal. With that, you know what? I have asthma again. Hold on. I'm using my inhaler. That's because you can see the air in there. <laughs> it's visible. Oh yeah, that's good. It smell. looks like the it looks like the atmosphere above China. <laughs> oh, that's a little better. Okay. I felt like people could hear my labored inhaling, so I thought I got to fix that. You have no addictions or or any vices whatsoever yet. There's somehow still smog <laughs> inside your recording booth. <laughs> It's like a public pool, except for it's just. Oh, it my- looks like you've just backed all the vehicles up and then fed the exhaust. <laughs> That's what this is about. This is about closure. My- That's what we're doing right now. <laughs> this is my swan song. I'm getting song. the closure on your my relationship with you right now because you're getting lot headed. Exactly. <laughs> See you on the other side. 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 Oh, man. No. Uh, okay, so I did have a question about that. So you've mentioned in the past that your dad had um, addictions, right? Yes. So when when you when you thought about your dad on a day-to-day basis, were, were his addictions ever uh, the kind that I've experienced with m- my loved ones where they have addictions, where life becomes very simple when you think about them and nobody knows where they're at? They're either back in jail, A, or dead in a ditch. Did ever Dad was always so dad would have like two to three month periods where he would try to get clean. He would get in church. He would get clean shaven. He would get his shit together and then he would backslide and then he would vanish for like a month at a time, come back looking like Hagrid from Harry Potter. Wow. Yeah. With like leaves in his beard and, <laughs> you know, like he'd been on a bender. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was always either dad is in a period right now where he's clean again mm-hmm. and we're seeing him a lot. Dad is in a period right now where he's using and he's either A, vanished or B, in like a trailer down the road. And you know where he's at. but And you know where he's at or C, in jail. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it interesting how predictable we become when we are the most unpredictable in our lives, you know, sometimes yeah. it's, it's yeah. quite interesting. I mean, it was always one of three places, Yeah, you know. Yeah. And it's hard. It's hard to be, it's hard to orbit around someone like that, knowing that, that those, that, that equation is that simple at that time. And, and, uh, you know, yet the comp, the, how complex getting out or spinning out of that situation is for that individual and the loved ones that care about them. It's so I, I I'm still reeling from that. In my own life. And I never knew any other version of dad. Mm, Okay. Like that's from my earliest memory. He died when I was, he died in 09. So that's been 13 years ago. So I would have been uh, 22. Mm. No, 21. Would have been, so I was 21 when he died. Were you, were you stateside when he died? Yeah, it was right before his death is what kicked off me joining the military, I think. Like, okay, that was like, that's it. Okay. I'm, I'm leaving. I'm leaving the state. Okay. And right after he died, I, I went into a recruiter's office and joined. Huh. I mean, that was the only version of him that I ever knew. Mm-hmm. 
So and and in those periods of sober sobriety, you know, where he would have these period these bouts of sobriety that would last, they could last for a week or they could last for three months. That's when we would get caught up on fishing and hunting and yeah, you know, and I was hang on to those periods with everything I can and even little, even when I was little, I remember thinking like, okay, I've got to just kind of cherish this for however long it lasts, right? Because. Because you know it's not going to. Well, I think that right there, what you just said, I think is the heartbreak of that is I, the, the addicts that I know, are white, they burn white hot. They're either white hot addicts or they're white hot about getting back to normal life. And I think somewhere in the middle, that when, when they fail, it, it, they're burning so white hot that it just burns them out and they go back. You know, there there is no there's no boring Tuesday for these people. It's either full blown addict or full blown. I'm sitting in church and I'm fishing with my son and I'm hunting and I'm you know yeah. reading the Bible. They can't do like things like at a sustainable level. Yeah, anything. Nothing is bland. You know? Yeah, yeah. They're never just everything has to be highs, exactly. even the sober, sober moments. Yes, everything is a high. You're not just sitting on the couch watching Golden Girls, waiting for a you know a TV dinner to finish. No, if Dad was sober, we were in the woods. Yeah, or we were on a boat. It's interesting, powerful memories, but I'm sure that that also comes with some mixed emotions. I would think. Yeah. How do you feel about? I'm just kidding. I that went a lot deeper than I intended. I didn't have all that written down here, but. But uh, thanks for sharing. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Okay. What are we doing All right. here? Today, we're heading back to, uh, get this, this quick into the script. We're heading back to Easter Sunday in 2017, okay? All right? Okay. Connecting some dots. Back before. That's the only connection, isn't it? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. What if you did that with every episode? This happened on April 9th, 2007. <laughs> you know what else happened on April 9th in the year 1333 <laughs> BC? I wouldn't put it past me. I love history. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, okay. 2017. This is like 2017 was back before any of us knew what hit us. It was back before we all we all just joked about the best candidate for president would have been a giant meteor. This was a joke to us when in reality, you know, yeah. we we're we're about to get hit with a giant epidemic and none of us knew it. Yeah. Uh, let's see. 27 Some of y'all did. I was in Kentucky. <laughs> we just watched the epidemic happen around us. Like it never felt that was one of the craziest things, man, about – I don't mean to take up your – No, I, yeah. What? I don't want to take up a bunch of time, but that was one of the craziest things about living in the South in like a, a really red state mm. was like watching the world seemingly crumble around you. And everybody here is just going about their life. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, people took precautions. Sometimes we wore masks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, but it was weird – Especially states like California, uh-huh. where they're like two days away at one, at some points from just the apocalypse. Right. Right. Yeah. And they're still, in my hometown, the old men are still sitting at the gas station smoking cigarettes inside <laughs> at the tables. <laughs> you know, talking about the crops. 
order buying shrimp from that little cooler. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. One of you bought a pig ear and put it between two pieces of white bread and ate it. <laughs> Somebody walks in with a mask and they look at each other and they're like, who let the gay in? <laughs> Uh, I mean, and I'm not saying that we did it, we did it right. <laughs> probably a lot of people probably died because of the way we handled it. But uh, there wasn't at least the the good side to it. I'll say was there was never the panic. Yeah, yeah. Ever the panic was nobody there. ever panicked. Life maybe just kind of went forward, you know, and the people died, and then yeah, the post mortem on whether or not that was the right way. Yeah, I think can be done. Yeah. Um, it's funny to think back on 2017 and think that it was pretty forgettable. Like when you think about like, okay, here's, here's the things that you could possibly remember from 2017. 2017 was when Colin Kaepernick knelt for the national anthem. Okay. Like that's, that's what happened. Um, also really easy to forget, but we actually had record breaking hurricanes in 2017, we had three that broke all the records, like all of them. I don't even know the records, but it broke them all. Oh, here's one. Here's one. Do you remember Stephen Paddock? Why does that name sound? Was he a shooter? Yeah, he was. He shot the uh, the concert, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, from the motel. Yeah. Why is yeah. here's the thing about him? He he. Okay, Stephen Paddock racked up the highest death toll. In a mass shooting, outpacing the second highest death toll by an additional 12 people. Oh. Isn't that crazy? Those are good numbers, man. I don't know. What do you want me to say? <laughs> I, would, I would say that's, that most that's people. That's not, a, that's not a record that you want to hold. No. I was shocked you remember his name because I think if you walk down the street and you ask people, they wouldn't know who he was, you know, because we don't know much about that for whatever reason. It literally didn't make more than a scuff in the news cycle. It was Las Vegas, which should have made the news, 60 people. Well, I think the reason I remember him uh, in particular is because I was shocked that he was the first one to, to uh... oh man, this is, how do I? So when I hear a story where somebody has tried to pull off a mass shooting or something, I always think, like, coming from, like we were talking about a military kind of, yeah, like, oh, wow, if you, like, really wanted to go for numbers, there are so many more efficient ways to do that. Venues. And Stephen Paddock was the first one where I was like, okay, yeah, this guy kind of had... Thought it through. There were some things that I would have, I mean, if I was a bad person, that he could have thought through differently, but... And then I remember thinking, oh, no, I hope this doesn't um, inspire... Yeah, other would-be shooters to try to copy his kind of method here where you choose large venues where people are crammed in and try to get a vantage point that's elevated and then you're just basically shooting into a mass. Yeah. You know. He killed 60, including himself. To me, like you said, like like there are ways to look at this and be like, that venue, that kind of a venue where your vantage point is not even near where thing where the death toll's happening. Like if you listen to the audio from like down in the concert, 
you hear the shots for so long before you start hearing people panic. Like they don't even, people's heads are exploding and people still don't know what's going on. Yeah, because I mean, imagine you're like, because there was, there was a country music concert. Yeah. I believe, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I don't remember who was performing, but you're not in that mindset. No. Not at all. Especially. You're listening to Dust on the Bottle. Yeah, you know, you're not might be a little dust on the bottom. <laughs> yeah, you're not. And then Kurt's fucking head explodes right next to you. You're like, what? The song was okay. <laughs> the beer must be bad it wasn't here. That bad. You're that. Warm? I admit, I hate covers. <laughs> yeah, and th- and then that kind of a crowd. When you panic that kind of a crowd, they don't disperse, especially if they're corralled wow. in a concert. They get tighter, and so you just start shooting in the middle, and you're you're doing so much damage. The, what frustrated me about this, and the reason that I it, it's tragic, is so many people don't know much about it. But it's not our fault. It literally has the most brief FBI report you can imagine. The FBI report for this goes something like, "Oh, uh, I don't know, I don't know." Mm-hmm. Because they said that he left no note, no information or anything, which I really have a hard time believing. Like, I, like, yeah, I think that probably not everything was released. Yeah. about this story. Yeah, it hits me as one of those kind where a conspiracy theorist, like, uh, like we had like the loose change videos after nine eleven. Like, conspiracy theorists could go crazy with this and be like, okay, let's look at who died, and let's just see. If there's anybody that had just invented an engine that runs on water or, you know, someone had figured out anti-gravity. And so they were, you know, isolating their death, but trying to make it look like it was a mass shooting. There's so many ways you could go with this, but there's just so little information that all you can really do is it's all conjecture. You know, it's crazy. Yeah. Anyway, I'm going to move on before you start banging, (laughs) banging your answers out on the desk. (laughs) I just, I don't know, man. I, uh, I'm just really grateful that there hasn't been more, I don't want to talk, I guess I'm worried, I don't want to talk, I don't even want to talk about it, because I don't want to get that out into the... You don't want to sensationalize it? Sen- yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I, I don't want that to be an idea in anybody's, because I haven't looked at the details of this latest shooting, the 4th of July mm-hmm. shooting, but it sounds like it was probably something along the same lines. He was in an elevated position, yep. fired into a mass. Yep. Right, politically motivated, so, I would assume. Uh, the only reason I'm, he looks like the biggest fucking dork, yeah, that has ever. Have you seen pictures of this nerd? Yeah. Oh, they sh- handful of his social Ooh. media posts. Also, if you want to know if something was politically motivated and it's not a white guy doing the shooting, just watch for the lack of media coverage on it, and that'll tell you everything you need to know. Is you know that this just didn't go the way that the media wanted it to go. So anyway, but I digress. All right, so moving on. Uh, I agree with you. It's hard to talk about those things, especially the here and now kind of things, without sensationalizing them and without, you know, putting too much color. And for the record, I, I'm not. I don't want to talk about it. Not because I'm afraid. I, I'm not. I'll, I don't care if you get offended by something I say. I, I don't want to talk about it because I just don't want to. I want to keep as much of that contained. Yeah. I, I just don't want it. I don't even want the seed to be in somebody's. You know. That's true. Of what the proper way to get mass casualties. Well, and if you if you want, if you have not listened to Kent's show, True Crime Kent yet, 
which his co-host is amazing. <laughs> That's one thing I know. But True Crime Kent is another show here on 1159 Media. If you haven't listened to True Crime Kent yet, the latest episodes, Kent has really focused on something that he is very much against. And he's yeah. come out. You've come out strong, very strong. Yeah, I'm taking a stand. What, 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 are you taking, taking a stand. what are you taking a stand on on True Crime Kent? Well, something that's really close to my heart. You know, one thing, doing the research for all these episodes, I always hear podcasts, they take a stand. They choose something uh, that's very, like, easy to take a stand against because mm. there's not going to be a lot of pushback or anything. Right. It's not. It's like acting like you're controversial and being heroic, even though you're not really risking anything. So they take big, st- hardcore stands against, you know, racism mm-hmm. or homophobia. Yeah. Racism is terrible. Homophobia is horrible. Yep. Not a lot of people are going to disagree with you on that. And if they do, then f*** them. Like, <laughs> you don't care the people that do disagree, f*** them. Right. So it's like a way to virtue signal and seem morally upright for your podcast without risking anything. Yes. So with that being said, what we're choosing to take a stand against on TCK, uh, like a take a hard, and I'm taking a hard stance hard against, stance. against this. Like hard. Yes. Like one would almost say extremist. Yeah. I would say fanatical. Fanatical extremist stance against against it, and that's school shooters. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And I hate school shooters. Yes. I hate them. And I've been very adamant about the fact that if you are a school shooter, you don't listen to my podcast. No. Turn it off. We don't need you. We don't want you. And if you're going to defend school shooters and say not all of them are bad, I say go to hell. Yeah. Don't. I don't even want you in the country. There's a bold stance. I mean, you know, I. You're so out on the front on that. There aren't even hashtags around that yet. There's not. No. 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 I'm really putting my neck out there, like these other guys. Really are. You know, and really risking backlash, and that's what it's about. You'll find that I don't even take that kind of risk so far on my own show. I haven't pre-hashtagged. I haven't tried to scout team some some f- passion where I could get fanatical about it. And everybody's not even there yet. But you have. And, and I, I admire that. And I'm going to charge forward with this. And I'm going to spearhead, you know, this movement mm. against school shooters. Yep. So, and I think that we should, I don't know. And I've thought like, well, how do we address this? You know, I think maybe if you're a school, I think we should make them wear stupid hats. Yeah. And like maybe a hot dog. Mm-hmm. Something very, or, very apparent that they don't, or a shirt or a shirt. Maybe. And especially the ones that have already school shooted, mm-hmm. you know, but the ones that are like thinking about it, make them wear a hat. Yep. A hot dog hat. That way, you know, I just take a hard stance. I'm, it's something I'm very passionate about. And I, I will stay. I'll die on that mountain. That school shooters are bad. That's bold. It's bold. It's a bold thing to do these days. Ten years from now, you might look back on that and you'll get canceled. But for right now, I'm telling you that I am proud to to sit by you on this and let you and see those arrows coming your way. And I'm admiring. I'm just willing to risk it all you for are. it. You know, it's something that I. I'll risk it all. You are. You're risking so much. It's a show that I, I produce that, that 1159 is shouldered, and we have a fiduciary responsibility to a bunch of advertisers to see that show succeed, and yet you are willing to put it all on the line. All of it. Oh, Every bit of it. It's amazing. It really is. i got to be honest. hate school shooters. Yeah. And I don't care if HelloFresh likes school shooters. Mm-hmm. You don't. You don't. And that, We won't advertise for you. And you know what? I, I will... I will say the same thing. I 
because I don't believe that HelloFresh is currently advertising on this show. I agree with that. <laughs> okay, moving on. Back to the script. Anyway. Yeah, let's go talk. Let's talk about Easter yeah. for another 20 minutes <laughs> before we actually get to this call. We are like five lines away from the call. It's so exciting. I, I don't believe you. through. <laughs> anyway, Kent, some killers get very little attention and some get a lot. And then there are some that try and document everything they are planning to do. Today... We're looking at a 911 call that comes from the aftermath of a coward named Steve Stevens, whose death toll doesn't get out of the single digits. Actually, we can count it on two fingers, but he racked up an impressive amount of footage for what ended up being a full frontal display of a coward killer in full bloom, full bloom, and live streaming all of his cowardice on Facebook. Really quickly, I forgot to say I know this. this name. Do you? Do you know this name? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad. Glad we we have something in common. <laughs> I forgot. Steve Stevens. I forgot to mention this. I hate this guy. <laughs> Even if I didn't know. <laughs> We're on the same page there. See, and very sim, very very dissimilar to the last episode where everyone was at odds after the Revolutionary War. We are on the same page with this. So I'm. See, coming together. Coming together. I forgot to mention this really quick. A little pin and put a pin in that for a second. Did you know this is our 80th episode? I, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. Know. 80th episode. I, this could have been the 12th episode. <laughs> I wouldn't have known. So with that, right before we get to this call, I just I, I prepared something that I wanted to to do. In, mem- in memoriam of the 79 episodes that have gone before and to um, to put a, a point on the fact that we have hit number 80 and uh, so bear with me here here is here is what I've prepared Eighty. That was the most anticlimactic. I was. I, I thought it was just warming up. Nope. And then it ended. That's it. I. I, I thought it was. I thought that was like the big build up to like. Okay, the bass is going to drop. The, <laughs> so pack it up. Pack it in. Let me begin. Because <laughs> it's that kind of what it. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. <laughs> Nope. That- a better yet, a Terminator, like Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> <laughs> then you'd have collage of Jack Luna. <laughs> Little voices coming in, like, la, 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 la. Yeah, 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 yeah. That kind of thing. I was excited. <laughs> <laughs> and then it just ended like a big wet under the under a chlorinated pool fart. <laughs> Well, you know, you know, yep, yeah, that's what, uh, that's basically, that's all the time I You had. worked on that for nine seconds. <laughs> I didn't have much time, <laughs> so I thought I'd just do that. So anyway, moving on, 80, happy birthday, our show. Yeah, well, that sucked. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're going to start with uh, uh, with this, this with a a video 
but the audio from the video because it's always perfect for an audio <laughs> podcast. Good on you, op. you're killing Here's it. Here's the audio killing from it. a video that Steve Stevens uploaded to Facebook about his plans on that bright and shiny Easter Sunday back in 2017. Uh, you ready? Ready for me to to hit play? Do what you want to do, okay, man. Okay, here we go. Everybody, it's Murders Taylor, Social Service Agency over here on 105. Uh, the love of my life works. Her name is Joy Lane. We've been together three years. Uh, we're supposed to get married, but it was just some some bullshit that I just couldn't deal with with her anymore. But anyway, um, she's the reason why I'm making this video. She's the reason why what's about to happen today because she drove me crazy. But uh, you know, anyway, uh, I work at Beachbrook, and Beachbrook is another reason why I'm going crazy. So. It's my badge here. It's me. So, I'm just writing, making this to say, Facebook and Murders Taylor. You know, um, past years been really up for me. You know, being with Joy, she drove me crazy. Started making me gamble. I lost everything. I lost everything I had, man. I don't have shit. I'm out of options. And now I'm just on some murder type shit, so. What I'm going to do is, uh, because she works here at Motor Taylor, this is over in 105, I'm going to try to kill as many as people as I can over here. You know, so, uh, Murders Taylor and Joy Lane. And it's up, too, because, you know, I've never really been on no sucky shit like this. This is some sucky shit, you know, but we all human, man, you know, and uh, I guess we all got breaking points. Um, I went to my mother yesterday because I was trying to get some, you know, talk to my mother, but... I guess it's the way I was raised. She didn't even give a f man. I was telling my mother I was on some home, some suicidal type shit. I'm about to kill some people. Didn't care. I don't know something about me, but it don't matter. You know, people would come to me with their problems. You know, I'm a case manager at Beachbrook. You know, I would deal with people's problems every day. But when it comes to my shit, nobody gives a f It's like I'm always the bad guy. It don't matter what the f I do. People always make it out on me. And, you know, uh, this is f up, man. Because, you know, innocent people about to die today. Uh, hopefully... I'm going to try to kill as many people as I can be on death row or whatever the case may be, but I just don't give a no more. I'm just, you know, I'm beat. I'm tired. You know, uh, I will say this, though. Um, the people I'm going to kill today is Easter Sunday. It's not my first. Um, I got a few people that's over here off of um, the street is 108th and Cedar. It's an abandoned house. I kind of lost count. Uh, let's see. I got uh, I got some people on off of Eddie Road. It's a, it's a purple and gold church. I don't know the name of the street, but it's an abandoned house there. Uh, let's see. Forty second and Payne. I got somebody there. I mean, that doesn't matter because I didn't keep score, but I'm gonna keep score today. But uh, yeah, I'm about to uh, have me some fun, I guess. And this shit is weird, man, because, you know, I never, I'm not gonna say, I never been on no sucker shit like this, but, fuck it, you know. Oh, yeah, um, after I hit these people over here on St. Clair, I'm gonna, um, start fucking with Greeks. I'm gonna just start randomly shooting Greeks in the head. I'm gonna target whoever. I don't even give a fuck until I get caught, so, yeah, uh, I'll make some more videos of blood. But this is, this is what it is, so... Yeah, Steve Stevens, 37. Um, 
the event that's about to happen within the next few minutes, you can blame it on her name is Joy Lane. It's all her fault. My mother, too. Put her in there. Maggie Stevens or Maggie Green, she goes by. It's her fault, too, because she's the one who, who created this monster that I am. Yeah. So between them two. All right. Um. Yeah. I'll see you in a minute. All right. Two things. Yep. Uh, one. When I hear of a, a mass shooting or even a not mass shooting, a couple shooting mm -hmm. or a, a murder, mm -hmm. um, the first thing I think, and I'm sure everybody can relate, is, man, that's some sucker shit. <laughs> I know. That's what I was it's always what's in my head. When I heard about, what was that chode's name that shot up the country music con that? Oh yeah, I already for <laughs> I already forgot his name. I did too. Stephen Paddock. Stephen Paddock. Stephen Paddock. Yeah. Maybe we should start looking out for Steves and Stevens. <laughs> Steve Stevens and Stephen Paddocks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, but yeah, I remember when I, I I was like, he killed how many people? And they were like sixty, Kent. And I was like, man, that's some sucker shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I exactly what I thought too. It's crazy that we think the same. That we both sink and think in the same street way. And uh, I guess this is a white fellow? Uh, no. No, this is not a white fellow. Asian. Nope, he's not Asian. He's also not Greek, as you might guess. Yeah, he doesn't like the Greeks. I don't know if that was... Oh, uh, the second thing. Yeah. I, I don't know why. It doesn't even matter mm. what color he is. No. But the second thing was um, how... And it seems like this is another thing that a lot of these losers that do shootings like this... How it's not his fault. Yeah. He's already placing blame. It's his mom's fault. It's his ex-girlfriend's fault. It's not his fault. Yeah. You know. He's a victim. Um, Total victim. Yeah. This is just pathetic. This is pathetic at its lowest form. She got him into gambling. He did all the gambling because of her. Yeah. It's her fault. Everything's her fault. He's not. It's not. None of this is his fault. Just put that gun. I'll tell you what, Steve Stevens. He's sitting in the car in this video, isn't he? Yep. Yeah, he's in his car. I, I figured he was. Yeah, <laughs> if I remember correctly. Tell you what, just go ahead, take that pistol, uh, cock it, go condition one. Yep. And gingerly place it underneath your chin and send that round through your bottom jaw and out the top of your head <laughs> and do us all a favor. I agree. Well, let's see how this plays out, shall we? So, first of all, one of the things, when he started that video, he was like, hey, this is Murders Taylor. And I thought he was, like, kind of trying to make, like, a name for himself or a rap name. Like, I thought he was calling himself Murderish Taylor. Like, you know, like, that's that's the name he wanted to go by. But, no, he was outside of Murdis Taylor Human Services Systems, which was where Joy Lang, his girlfriend of three years, works. What do they do there? Human services. So like abortions. I don't really know what kind of human services are there, whether it's eye transplants, yeah. open heart surgery. Probably all those. Laser laser reconstruction, skin grafts. Enemas. You name it. Colonics, coffee colonics, probably. That's that's a white people thing. Yeah. Ah, okay, it wasn't happening there probably. Then. That's that's a bunch of crackers that are shoving <laughs> 
What else could we? Toll put? House. What else could we put up our butts? <laughs> we haven't tried Folgers yet. Let's try that. That's some sucka shit. <laughs> All right. So yeah, we covered. You know, was he being racist, or does he just have something against frats and sororities by killing Greeks? I don't know. We don't know. I've never heard anybody that are that's racist against Greeks. That's a first. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to try to, I think I'm going to take that on. They were pretty kind people. Like, I, I don't really know. You'd have to make I something. I don't even know a Greek. I, yeah. I think you'd have to make something up to, to like, I get feel like you'd have them. to ask. <laughs> before, <laughs> like, does he go up and down the streets like, you Greek? No, he's like, all right. And then, yeah. Are you a Greek? And he's like, yeah. He's like, oh, you want some sucker shit. And just domes him. Domes him. All right. Well, here's a little backstory on Steve Stevens. Two years prior to this, uh, his debts climbed to more than $35,000, and he declared bankruptcy, which— Because of the gambling? I'm—maybe, maybe. Oh, that bitch of a girlfriend of his. Yeah, she did it. She Well, he did it, but it was her fault. Like, okay, let me ask you, what threshold of debt do you get to when you're like, I got to file bankruptcy? Like, what what's the debt that, that you would take on before—what's the debt that you would take on— and try to still climb out of without filing bankruptcy. Like, what amount? I, I don't take on debt. Okay. That's smart. So That's good. I, I don't, I never, I've never bought a used car. I've never bought a vehicle that I can't uh, pay for up front, mm-hmm. all in cash. I've never used a credit card. Wow. I don't take on debt. Mm. So, no amount of debt. So, you're, it sounds noble, but is it because you're from Kentucky and you don't know? They that credit cards exist, or is it because you? Little bit of both. Okay, right. little bit of both. Right. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I took on debt with. The, I bought my house. Mm-hmm. Yes. So aside from that, that's the only thing we owe on. Okay. When you bought I, that I house, own all my vehicles. Were you confused because they were trying to make you pay for the house, but you were like, "This house is 110 years old. It's already been paid off by somebody. Somebody paid this house off." Were, were you? Did, was did you have that kind of question? In your head? I had a lot of questions, mainly because I wasn't worried. I was more worried about ghosts. Because <laughs> I knew people had died in this house. So I was like, okay, yeah, let's, let's cover that. I know you want to look, lady, I know you want to talk percentages and interest rates and all that stuff, but what about the ghosts? About the ghosts? Are there, let's, let's put all this kitty, this suck of shit, <laughs> let's put it aside. <laughs> Well, and let's be honest, there's been some ghost stuff that we could talk about about your house that there's some good ghosts in yeah. your house. Yeah. Yeah, there are. There's something good here. Yeah. Well, okay, so back to Steve. Steve f- declared bankruptcy at 35000 I guess the reason I I kind of chortle at that is I'm not quite sure. $35,000, yeah. That's a car. Yeah. That's like- I, I, I'm, I'm more like get to two thirty five, and then I might think about, you know, filing bankruptcy. I know people that are $500,000 in debt and they have normal jobs. <laughs> yeah. Like they're not even they never went to college. Right. Like <laughs> $100,000 in debt, you just have a nice dually. That's all you've got. You got a nice truck. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, I guess, you know, different strokes for different folks, but anyway, he emerged from that debt, from the bankruptcy, but everything was still a problem. For Steve, he was evicted from an apartment uh, th- that January in 2017, and as recently as March of that year, so just a couple of months later, uh, property manager was garnishing his wages. He was hemorrhaging money, 
Uh, and it was apparent that he had a gambling problem. He would frequent casinos, including one in neighboring Erie, Pennsylvania, which was near to where he lived. Uh, one time, he gambled until his bank account dwindled to zero. Oh, this woman is ruining I know. Him. It's all Joy Stevens' fault. Joy Lang, Joy Lang, Joy Lang. Um, then he slept overnight in his car until more money became available in his bank account the next morning. And then he went and lost more money. He didn't want to do that. No, he didn't. Joy Lang. He, he didn't want... She probably called him and was like, go take that... You you got what? Go take that and put that in them gambling machines right now. You put your seat back in the upright position and you get back in there. So, so says I, Joy Lang. This woman, they ruined him. Yep, exactly. All right, so let's continue on with a 911 call from a nearby resident who witnessed the first incident brought on by Steve Stevens... Uh, this call came in shortly after 2 p.m. on that Easter Sunday. I'm going to keep saying Easter Sunday so that you can can see that I connected some serious dots with my first fun facts to know and share and where we're at in this story. Yeah, if you mean connecting dots by taking the day and then just doing a deep dive yeah. on it in history. Yes. Yeah, I'm, we're on the same page. I'm, I'm, yes. We're not. Working. It's, it's like we're on Greek. You're on some sucker shit. <laughs> Here we go. Cleveland EMS, what's the emergency? Hello? Cleveland EMS, what is the emergency? Yes, I told you three times somebody ran in front of my husband's dead, been shot. Okay, what's the address? 635, I told her three times. Okay, you didn't tell me, sir, I'm someone new. What's the address? Is this in Cleveland? Yes, 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 ma'am. Okay, and are you right there with them now? No, I don't. I'm not. I'm inside the house. I can see him across the street. Okay. Oh, okay. Is he awake at all? No, I don't. He's on conscious. He's dead. Okay. Can you? Are you able to go out there and see if he's conscious or breathing, please? Oh, wow. he, um, he's unconscious. Hold on. I don't. I don't. How old does he look? He's, he's How, older. Really like older. Fifty, sixty, seventy. What? I want to say sixty. Okay. All right. Are you Anybody able? To, here? Are you able to go uh, out there and see if he's conscious or really not, at all? Man, I'm really not. I'm by my mom. My mom is older, and I got my child with me. Okay. Because um, we need to help him until they get there. We do have help while we're on, on the way, but if we can help him until they get there, sir, if he's shot, where was he shot at? I don't know. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm just waking up to walk me out of my sleep. Okay. Are you able to go out there and see if he's conscious or breathing so we can help him, sir, if it's safe to do so? Um, yeah. Okay. I need for you guys to go and check and see if he's conscious or breathing. We need to help him. We need to help him. Yes, ma'am. I'm sorry. Hold on. I got, some, I got my son in my house. He can't even walk. Okay. Can you... Sir, I'm my mom, I, got, I got neighbors that's coming out. My mom, okay, but I need to, I need to help them help him. So I need to talk to them. Yeah, yeah. Go out there. What'd you say? Uh, he said I got another. Somebody pulled up in the truck and said like he been hitting the ear. Or head. Okay, head. is he conscious though? Is he awake? Is he conscious. Well, is he unconscious? Ask him is he breathing. Is he breathing? No breathing. Okay, so we need to help him. We need to get a clean dry cloth or a towel and apply it to where he's bleeding from. No now, breathing. Hello? Sir, can you hear me? No, I said it's a white crane car with some tags on okay, it. No, I'm talking about help. Sir. It's an old man. Oh, hello? 
Yes. Okay, listen, are you going to where the patient is at? Sir, listen, we need to help him, okay? Please, please, please. Yes, yes. Okay, where was he shot at? He's been shot in the head or here, sir. Okay, so is he, we need to go over there and help him now, okay? I need you guys to get something clean and dry and apply it to his head where he's bleeding from. Apply firm steady pressure. Can you do that now, please? Man, I got a uh, uh, sound right here. Okay, well, sir, give somebody else the phone that's over there next to him then. Hello? Yeah, take the phone to where the patient is at. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm sorry? All right, I'm over here. Okay, so if you see the... Hello? He's, like, he's out of it, man. Like, okay, listen to what I'm trying to say. I understand what okay. you're saying as well, but I need you guys to get something clean and dry and apply to where he's bleeding from. Do it now, and we need to lay him flat on his back so we can... Open up his airway. Do it now. Oh man. Okay. Okay. Well, that's something like I could. Uh, like anything. Anything clean and dry. I'm trying to tell you something. I need a lamb on his back. I need a towel or something. I need a towel. I got a towel or something. No, baby. Anything. You know what they do? You don't take care of the dead towel. You're like a fool. I'm telling you. Hello. Hello. Yes, I got your for a Okay, now. okay so can thing. you lay him flat on his back, please? Yes, here. he's on the side right okay, now. I'm so, for a towel now. Okay, so is he breathing at all? No, he's not. The camera now is right here. Okay, right okay, here. So, so listen, we need, to, we need to lay him down flat, flat on his back, okay? All right. Yeah, okay. And I want you to put, yes. hello? Yes, hold on. I'm trying to move my truck to ambulance right here. Okay, sir, I thought you was near the patient. Yes, I was, but my truck is near the damn street. Okay, so well, so what is it? Is the fire truck right next to him? Yeah, fire truck. Yeah, okay, I'm gonna let you know. know. All right, thank you. Okay. Okay. So I've seen this video. Yeah. Um, and it's brutal to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, he gets out of the vehicle. Steve Stevens. I've got the audio. I've got the audio. We're gonna play the audio. I think. I think one of the. We'll. we'll I guess we'll. We'll get there. We'll. We'll get there. I. I have so many thoughts on it. The video is not hard to find. Obvious. We're not going to play the video here on this podcast. No. But I'm going to play the audio here on this podcast. But th- reflecting really quick on on for the, a moment there, it sounded like you had standards. Yeah. No. No. Really. <laughs> um, this has to get out there. That's what I always tell people. I'm like, this is terrible, but it has to get out there. People must. It's know. reality. Yeah. That's my excuse. So I'm torn on this one. If you're going to call nine one one, be helpful. You, you know, like, like it doesn't do any good if you're nowhere okay, near. Yeah, I mean, I hear you, but the guy's dead. He's okay. I'm, I'm torn. Like I said, because of this, he's also got his children. Yes, and you don't know if that shooter is. Yep, doubling back. Exactly. Guy gets brained across the street. You don't know if that guy's the guy that killed him is just waiting for more people to show up for him to exactly. do more stuff. This guy's a 74 year old. Most of them can't take a. If memory serves, I believe he had a Glock 19. Yep, he did. So he shot him with a Glock 19. A 74-year-old. They got soft skulls. Yeah, they do. That's a a Glock 19, point blank, to the dome. Just call the police, stay in your house. Yep. And that's that's what happened here. Um, I think there might be something, though, that that they could add to 911 that could help. It would be kind of a press one if you're willing to help. Press two if you think this is some sucker shit. (laughs) I think I think this guy that called I, the second he said he had kids I was I was on his side yeah, I was like okay me too 
Just stay in your house. Dude. Me too. And well, oh. and and we've covered a lot of cases on this on this show where uh, evidence is really hard to come by in in some neighborhoods because witnesses just can't be found. And yeah. there is a whole lot Somebody, of dy- some of these neighborhoods they won't talk to the police. Yeah, they won't talk. And so people not getting involved is not surprising. Um, and and you like you like you said, this guy had many reasons for not walking across the street and. But I, I guess I guess give what you're going to give and then get off the phone. But he had. Yeah, he did. You're right. And the dispatcher kept He's pushing He's like, this him. is where it's at. This is what happened. Yeah. The dispatcher could have cut that one and been like, all right, going to wait yeah. for another phone call to come in. All right. And so. the, he told him everything he knew. It's true. He's been shot. Yep. I don't know who shot him. Don't know why. He's dead. He's dead. He's dead. It's an old man. This came in, this call came in after 74-year-old Robert Godwin had been shot one time at point-blank range to the face. Just prior to this shooting, Robert hugged one of his sons and started home after an Easter meal. The 74-year-old was a retired foundry worker who loved to fish and took extra pride in braiding his grandkids' hair. His, uh... His former wife. This story, we've done so much horrible stuff. Yeah. On TCK, on on brutal. Look at something about this breaks my heart, man. Yep. Like this guy didn't did it didn't have didn't deserve this at all. His former wife, Dorothy Crumpton, said he was just my best friend. Beside God, that was my best friend. So as he walked. Down the street, Godwin carried with him a plastic bag in his hand, and he liked to pick up discarded cans with that bag, the bag that you were talking about. Yeah, it's just a sweet old man. Yep. And I think that's, he reminds me of like a black version of my grandpa that died not long ago. You know, just, and you could tell whenever he walk, whenever the guy walks up, he's he just has a friendly demeanor about him. Yep. Like, He's not suspicious of this stranger. That's what, he just has an, an inviting, um, friendly look on his face, and it's heartbreaking. Yep. The video is heartbreaking. And he's a former foundry worker. This guy worked every day of his life. You know, he wasn't just some schlub. It's and and he he accentuated the lives of everyone around him, and that that's what also makes this really tragic. And that such a hollow shell of a person as Steve Stevens took that life is just so tragic. But by the time Steve pulls up to the curb in his white Ford Fusion, he was already recording from his car what would be Godwin's final moments. So let's listen to Steve Stevens as he records this whole encounter from his cowardly phone. Shall we? Yes. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to This I don't know what this bother, this one bothers me. All right, we'll get through it really quick. Now I feel really insensitive. Like, <laughs> like you're you're this you're this giant Sherman tank of emo- of emotions, and 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 I'm about to play a call that I, th- I th- it's uh, <laughs> I, it's because of the look on the man's face. Yeah, it's true. When he walks up, if you've seen the video, I, I remember that so vividly. Yeah, it haunts. You. Is he just looks so sweet, like he thinks this guy's getting ready to ask him if he can bum a fiver. Yep. Or something, you know, or ask which he looks like he would more than happily give to him yep. if he had it, even if it was his last. And uh, like I said, man, I've seen uh, chainsaw behead. I've seen the worst of the worst of humanity, and this 
is haunting. Yep. To me personally. No, I agree. I agree. Um, and now I'm conflicted about playing it, but I'm going to. No, I mean it's reality. <laughs> it is. It, it, it is. Ha- I mean, yep. It happened. Yep. All right. Well, here, here we go. <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing because I just I feel like I'm dragging all us all into this nightmare, and it's like no one. It's bad. Everyone's like, please don't, don't do this, and I'm I, about. I think to. that without the video, though, it's not going to be near because it's the vid. Like the, I said, it's not even gory. No, the vid. I mean, the if you're watching yeah. the video, it's not even graphic or anything. Um, video stays with you, though. Yeah. Yep. All right. Here's the audio. Hopefully, it won't scar everyone. Found somebody about to kill. I'm about to kill this guy right here. Your old head. Oh, shit. Watch it. All right. Can you do me a favor? Can you say Joy Lane? What? Can you say Joy Lane? Joy Lane? Yeah. She's the reason why um, this is about to happen to you. How old are you? Oh man, look, hey, look, look, I don't, I don't know, I don't know nobody about it, man. That motherfucker dead because of you, Joel. Uh, Murder's Taylor, East Brook, all that shit. Man, I'm like I'm uh I'm tearing up over here for real. It's um really difficult to see someone that's that innocent uh get taken advantage of by by somebody like this. It's just uh if you see the it's just somebody's grandpa. Yeah. Just had a meal with his family. Going home to uh, do whatever old people do. Well, I don't even know what they do and it, on Sunday. Just not hurting anybody. You know, he's just walking down the sidewalk to his house. He's got a bag there. It's probably got dressing in it, a little bit of turkey. <laughs> he's enjoying the sun. You know, it was a pretty day out. Um, like you said, he enjoyed braiding his daughter's hair. He he was on kindness autopilot. The the guy walked down the street with a bag in his hand to pick up litter while he walked. Like that's the Oh yeah, that's right. He was picking up can he was cleaning up his neighborhood. Yeah, as he's on walking on his way home. Right. So, just just unbelievable. The other thing that that really bothers me about this is this guy Steve Stevens it's such a stretch for him to justify what he's doing that he keeps saying the names of his of his employer and Joy Stevens' employer. Like, yeah, this is the most spineless, like, pathetic human being. Yeah, that has ever lived. Yeah, it, it, yes. it makes no sense. And and I don't know if I'm like teared up over here out of sadness or anger. I think it's anger. It makes me so angry. I, I, I'm I'm very conflicted right now, actually, because I'm I'm doing this and 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 I'm I'm like, what's wrong with me? Why am I? <laughs> why is Kent crying about this? And, and I'm not. <laughs> and I never thought the one that would get me would be a 74 year old man. Usually it's kids. Yeah, right. that bother me. Uh, 
Mm. But you're right. I mean, this is just something about I don't know. There's something I don't I don't know how to explain. I don't know. I don't know why. I knew exactly what we were going to be covering today when you said when you said the name. Um, I kind of got a little because I remember this hitting me like this when I watched it. Mm. Uh, and like I said, I've seen the and and like I've already said, not even gory. I know you hear the gunshot. A uh, gunshot, especially from a Glock 19, doesn't leave a big hole. It's not a gross wound or anything. No. It's a little bitty hole in the side of his head. You can't even see it in the video because it's Facebook Live. It's all grainy and pixelated. But just something about this man having just spent that time with his family and eating dinner and and then lights picking out. up cans, you know. Yep. Going home and probably to clean up a little bit and watch some television and then go to bed at eight. And he was probably, you know, the moment he left that house, he was just looking forward to seeing his grandkids again. That's, you know. Exactly. He, he probably felt like he over, over, well, overstayed his welcome, you know, to, you know, but nobody ever felt that way about him. But he knew he needed to give everybody a breather. <laughs> so he's going to go home and, you know, finish out his night and then. It's it's just so it's such a cowardly act what this guy did. I think that's why I'm so mad. It's just the level of coward. That's what it is, I think, that the that makes me emotional. Yeah. Is like the level of coward. Not only was this cowardice, but after he was done, so he had videoed this, just videoed it, and then he uploaded it to Facebook. And then a few minutes later Well, he's doing that so that they can't track his location. I mean, if it's live, already, you know exactly where he's at. Well, and he already gave a whole video that he uploaded from the front of Murtis Taylor. Like, he, this guy is not a rocket surgeon. Here's what's weird. He uploads this video of him killing this gentleman, and then he starts a Facebook Live in which he confesses the murder. So he starts a Facebook Live right after that. Here's a fun fact to know and share. Did you know that Facebook can run ads before, during, and after a Facebook live stream. So just imagine watching this guy, <laughs> yeah, confessing to a murder that he just committed in Facebook's algorithm. What if the ad is for better help? Oh, right? The algorithm noticed that the live stream starts blowing up, so they're like, hey, this guy's blowing up. Let's put some ads in this live stream. And then there's an ad that interrupts everyone mid-sentence just like this. Okay, that was pretty good. Thank you. Thank you. I had to figure out how to segue into an ad, but that is actually true, that they can live stream. They can put ads in the middle of your live stream. So if if you're somewhere and you are live streaming a cataclysmic event where mass death is happening, the Facebook algorithm could be like, well, this one's getting really popular. Let's put in some ads for bounce dryer sheets. You never know. You never know. Man, I'm just kind of... In a weird spot right now. Yeah. Well, let's make it easier on you. Let's play the ad-free live stream of Steve Stevens <laughs> confessing to the cold-blooded murder that he just committed, shall we? Yeah, oh, please. That'll, that'll help smooth things over. All right, here we go. Dog. This car, this car, this car, Jason or, or Gary, and look at it, man. I can't talk to you right now, man. I f- up, man. Yeah, I did. Just a couple of motherfuckers, man. I'm at the point where I snap. See, the thing is, man, every time I try to talk to y'all motherfuckers, man, y'all always 
blow me off or, or, or just make my shit seem like it ain't shit. I got a lot of built-in anger and frustration, man. No, hell no, I ain't going over there. Just just, just call Jason and tell him to look at that shit. And you, you, you go from there. But, <laughs> hey dog, let me call you, let me call you, let me call you, let me, yeah, it's my name, my name is Stevie Steve on there. Just, just go, any Lance, anybody, all the niggas got me on there. Dog, I just want to tell you, dog, I love you, I love you, dog. And dog, listen, man, I shamed, I shamed the four sons of perseverance, man. I shamed fourth district. I shamed Zayd Omega, and most importantly, I shamed myself. I snapped. I snapped, dog. I just snapped, dog. I just snapped. I just killed thirteen motherfuckers, man. That's what I did. I killed thirteen people, and I'm about to keep killing until until. Until they, until they catch me. I posted. I said until they catch me. Dog, let me call you right back. Because I got a lot of people calling me. But, dog, rude. Alright? Yeah, sorry about that, man. Listen, man. Um, Like I said, I killed 13. So I'm working on 14 as we speak. I'm just running around hitting motherfuckers, man. I just, I just snapped, man. You know, and it's some whole shit that I would let a bitch or anybody get me on my hookup. But see, the thing is, man, I'm 37, and all my life, man, I just always been a monster, man. Always had to prove myself, you know, always had to take the butts of people's jokes. And it's like, you know, I'm a case manager for beach book. I got my beach, I'm killing niggas with my beach book badge on, too. Oh, yeah, Jim Jones, I ain't, I ain't gonna be able to come to work tomorrow, you know. Um, but, um, yeah. Just killing motherfuckers, man, you know, and uh, all because of this named Joy Lane. You know, uh, she put me at my, 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 my pushing point, man. You know, I was living over there with her. I just woke up Friday. I just couldn't take it no more, man. I just left. And, um, yeah, here I am, massacring motherfuckers. <laughs> we call it a day that, uh, today is the Easter Sunday Joy Lane Massacre. But it's fucked up, though, that, um... Oh, at Word, my number is, uh, you can call me at 269-6334. You can call me. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> Everybody keep putting this shit, is that real? That's funny. And again, man, like people saying, is it real? And, and nobody's taking me for granted, for, for, for truth and shit, man. That's the crazy part, man. Nobody, I don't know. I'm going uh, to send another post in a second. Hello? What's up, dog? Who's this? Who? Oh, what's up, dog? Dog, I'm over here in the 105 area. Where you at? Yeah. All right, dog. All right. That last call, I think, was probably the most telling of the dynamic that was at play in Steve Stevens' life because I'll bet you money, whoever the dog was that he had just called, that guy didn't know what he just did 
And so when he was like, yeah, I'm over here in the 105th. Where are you at? That guy was like, um, nowhere near you. Just like every time you call and you are annoying me and I don't want to talk to you. I think that was how his life went a lot of the time, you know? Yeah, this guy's like a, he, he, a lot of Ronnie McNutt. Yeah. Yes. Vibes here. Everybody else is is the is to blame and interesting his boss's name was Jim Jones that's kind of weird too but yeah he placed a lot of uh i think his identity it sounded like in his job uh by the way his job was actually relatively noble like he worked with kids he worked with kids like in in a counseling role that's scary yeah so right before he posted the slaying video uh he calls his fraternity brother jason Clark. yeah i heard him say the fr- the frat yeah were you ever in a fraternity um not like officially mm. i went to a lot of phi kappa ta mm. parties there at eku i was like i stayed at the frat house a lot yeah and i never i didn't want to get i wasn't about to get hazed or any of that shit so yeah turns out you can just go party with them I was in um, <laughs> I was in two member fraternities a lot. Uh, me and usually my girlfriend were in a fraternity called I Felt a Thigh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, his friend Jason said that the phone combo <laughs> quote he was very apologetic. Uh, he said, Jason, I let the line down. I let my fraternity down. I let Zeta Omega chapter down. I let the fourth district down. He just apologized. I think that what you're doing is a little bit more than just letting some people down. Also this, a lot of his friends said that he was just kind of weird. Like, you know, yeah. that you got this, you got this vibe that, that he was an oddball enough that like people maybe just tolerated him often yeah he was a doses person you know like you could only take him in doses maybe but here's the thing everybody that he just said that he let down he's 47 he let his fraternity down like i'm guessing this guy doesn't keep tight you know keep tight with his fraternity from his early late teens you know what i mean also at 47 who still gives a shit about what their fraternity thinks? Yeah. <laughs> That's like the guy that peaked in high school and co- football yeah. and is still wearing their Letterman jacket at 23 years old at Walmart. Exactly. This this guy this guy has more than one delusion, and and it's it's just sad to watch this play out. Um, he, his friend Jason said he didn't really know what Stevens was even talking about. Uh, he tried to console him, said everything was going to be okay. Uh, Stevens responded that he was about to post something on Facebook. Uh, he said, once I read the post, I tried to call him back and he didn't pick up anymore. That's because he was trying to call his other friends and all of his other friends were ghosting him because they didn't know what was going on yet. Uh, Stevens ended up talking to several of his frat brothers within a span of minutes that day, and they offered him some space in their homes, an understanding ear, but Steve had already begun his downward spiral and a sleepover with his frat buddies wasn't going to be able to fix it this time. Um, Maggie Green, Stephen's mother, learned about the shooting from her youngest son and says she was dumbfounded. She called Steve on the phone. He calmly told her he was, quote, shooting people because he was, quote, mad with his girlfriend, the mom said. The call was cut short when her phone died. It was the last time 
she'd ever talked to her son. Also, the last time she'd ever let her battery go below 50% without putting it on a charger, most likely. Probably a Motorola Razor. You remember the battery life on those things. <laughs> That's a callback. It is a callback. <laughs> Were we talking about cell phones on the uncut or on this? I don't know if was that uh, that might have been on the uncut. So to somebody that's just listening to this on a public forum, that's a new topic altogether on the uncut. So please go check us out on patreon.com forward slash 1159 media or on Apple. All right. Moving on. Uh, the 911 call and the subsequent Facebook postings kicked off an immediate manhunt. Uh, police said that Stevens was, quote, armed and dangerous. Panicked Clevelanders stayed inside. His place of work closed its offices and his girlfriend went into protective custody. Uh, Steve had boasted in his video that he killed more than a dozen other people. Was he a serial killer or just violently unhinged, maybe? No, authorities... This is a spree killer. Yeah, authorities haven't found any evidence that Stevens took any other lives. So that was a big, giant lie. Uh, seems like maybe the rest of his life. So how much did he... How many did he kill total? Uno. One. That was Spanish. That old man. One. After one of his detectives... Uh, spoke with the suspect, Cleveland's chief of police said that Stevens had deep, deep issues. Cops searched every abandoned building in Cleveland and fielded more than 400 tips from incoming callers. People reported sightings as far away as Texas, which he would need a time portal to get there. And they posted a $50,000 reward uh, for any and all information regarding his uh, with you know, w which would affect uh, affect his capture at 4:30 p.m. on the day of the slaying Stevens phone issued a ping or a signal to a cell phone tower in Erie, Pennsylvania about 100 miles east of Cleveland. So as they expanded their manhunt nationwide, they also zeroed in on Erie looking to see if there was anybody in that area that was giving him help or or aiding and abetting. Godwin's family Remember, Robert Godwin was the one that was murdered here, the 74-year-old. His yeah. family came forward with a truly unexpected offering, forgiveness. They said, Of course, they did. Seeing that old man, I wouldn't have expected anything less yep. from them. They said, each one of us forgives the killer, the murderer. Godwin's daughter, Tanya Godwin-Bain, said... Quote, if we don't forgive him, the Bible says your heavenly father won't forgive you. To me, personally, that's deep stuff. And that shows some deep faith in the throes of such a terrible tragedy, especially since he hadn't been caught yet. The family was completely without context on this murder. And the manhunt had just kicked off. So that they came to that conclusion that early and everything, I think, says volumes about this family and their integrity and their character. It's just with better people than I am. Yeah, me too. That is not how I would have. You couldn't find me because I'd be in my car and I'd be driving around ready to live stream my own shooting. <sighs> anyway. Uh, Can we be done? Yeah, we're almost done. Two days after uh, he had shot and killed Robert Godwin with the whole nation searching for him still, Stevens pulled up into a McDonald's drive through uh, and this was in Harbor Creek Township in Erie County, Pennsylvania. He ordered a 20-piece chicken McNuggets, 
and the clerk immediately recognized him and called the police. And so, so to stall him, the restaurant worker told Stevens that they were waiting on a new batch of fries. How many times have you heard that? Oh, I remember that. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. I knew he got caught. Yep. I think he get, he dies, though, doesn't he? Yep. Yep. I don't want to blow your little load here, but <laughs> sorry. <laughs> but think about how many times you've heard that and now how it's going to swim in your head every time they're like, yeah, no, we're just waiting. I'm going to start on looking something. over my shoulder. <laughs> exactly. No. Just waiting on the fryer to cook your nuggets. Sir, if you could pull around to the window, uh, make sure your doors are unlocked. I'm thinking of it. I don't remember what I was doing 15 minutes ago. <laughs> oh, man. Did I kill somebody? Um, okay, so the owner of that McDonald's said, we were just trying to give the cops time to react. Uh, Stevens, though, figured out that something was up, and uh, and he took off. But the police were only minutes behind him, so they caught up with him, chased him for only five miles, only for a matter of minutes, and finally a trooper rammed into his car. So I have the live dispatch of this chase that took place. Let's listen to that really quick. Here we go. Uh. <laughs> Units, PSB is behind a white Ford Fusion on Buffalo Road heading out of Westville into Erie. They're at Buffalo and Downing right now. Charlie forward, clear the tracks on Downing. Just updated just in case we can put some spikes down. All right, sounds like they're stopped, Buffalo and Downing. Uh, looks like there's one guy down in the white car. All right, Buffalo and Downing and Buffalo and Fair need shut down. We're going to extend the uh, perimeter to Buffalo and Thompson and Downing at Prospect. You can always people and vehicles out of that area. Okay. <clears throat> quick chase, quick ending. As the Ford Fusion was spinning out of control, Steve Stevens pulled off his final act of cowardice and shot himself once, killing him. This ended his life, a life blaming others, a shout of shallow friends he purchased with his fraternity dues, and a life made even less significant by his senseless acts toward Robert Godwin and his plans for what ended up being a futile attempt uh, at his ex-girlfriend. He died how nobody should ever die, spinning around down the street in a white Ford Fusion. I swear to God, if I die in a Ford Fusion. I know. Ooh. That's what I'm saying. So I'm saying that, that right there is some... Sucker shit. <laughs> That's right. That's some sucker shit. That is- and I'll tell you what, if there's ever been a sucker, this is... This is, this is the guy. This is the guy. Right here, yeah, this pathetic piece of work. This is a dream to me. Yeah, I can tell, and I I appreciate you hanging in there. I do have, so I hate to bring this up, Kent, but I, I wanted to bring this up. I needed to get your opinion on something. I'm, I'm, with the, I'm with my mother yesterday, and she was complimenting you in, severely. She was like, Kent is so funny. And you guys have a great chemistry. And my sister actually reached out to me. She was like, if you were going to have to transition to anybody else on the show, I couldn't think of a better person to have as your sidekick from from now on than Kent. He is is such, you guys, you guys pair very well. 
And I thought that was a big compliment uh, to you. I think it also says something uh, about your presence on the show. I think that that says a lot. My mom said one thing, though, and so I, I wanted to get your opinion. She said, uh, but your editing's off, son. Um, you haven't been beeping out his swear words. <laughs> and so I just, you know, I was just thinking about the, you know, the general population of your listenership. And I, I was concerned about that. And I wanted to, wanted to see what were you, what were your plans? Had you just overlooked some of his F words or what was the, what was the thought process there, son? There's just too many of them. <laughs> I hit you with a flurry. <laughs> I'm like I'm like Muhammad Ali with curse words, and uh, in the edit, I'm my actually, speed is indescribable. My <laughs> can't even pause enough to to catch them all. But that was my debate in my head. Even in the edit, was I'm like, well, it sounds when when Kent opens his mouth, if it just sounds like well, I'll beep a deep a deep a deep beep 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 a deep a deep beep, then it seems like it loses some texture, and so. Yeah. I guess, you know, let us know in the comments. What, <laughs> is this ruining it for you? Or Sorry. That's just how I talk. <laughs> I don't know how not to swear. No, I, well, I I figured I figured, you know, this is I, I need to let I need to let your swan wings do what those swan wings were meant to do. And if that is a lot of swearing, I don't I I I, I feel like this is as much your show as it is mine. So, you know, well, tell your mom and your sister that I said thank you so much. Okay. And that uh, and that I'm sorry for the way that I am. <laughs> and that'll go a long way with my mom because she's big on forgiveness. Um, also, she's going to expect you to change. But you know what? Let's show her. Let's show her you're not interested in that. Let's show her how we roll on this show. I'm not going to change, but I will <laughs> I will hear what she said. Yes, yeah, you'll hear her. And I heard it. You'll hear her out. Uh, and she's not the first person to have an issue with my language. <laughs> so <laughs> it, 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 it makes me think about our other show that you and I do called The Hugs Podcast, where I've ingeniously come up with a way of overdubbing all of your swears with me saying, swear. Swear word, swear, sweary, swear, sweary, swear. Yeah. <laughs> and and fortunately, people are okay with that because on this, it's funny. Yeah, on this show and on our other shows where I beep you guys out when you swear, people are like, "You're not, yeah, you're 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 stifling their creativity." It's just it's so funny. So, caught me in between a rock and a hard place. But you know, the double edged sword. The benefit here is you went every time you swear, I hear hymns in my head. So I'm like, you know, that's that's kind of a good trade off. I. I get to hear a lot of hymns. You 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 swear, and we both feel like we made progress at the end of the day. So, well, if you look at a podcast like a piece of artwork, right? Yeah. Sometimes you got to take that brush mm -hmm. and you got to sprinkle a little f on that canvas. <laughs> and just to add to our artistic mystery, I might beep that one out just to see what people think you said. Yeah, and. and you know, you might not paint with that color. You might not. Hopefully, no you don't, one does. But in, on my palette, I have a little, f <laughs> and I will occasionally dab it in the, f and I'll throw some f on the canvas. I, Sometimes it needs a little shit and f and f and, f and, f and, f and I just. And sometimes you can mix them together and make a color like a, f and, f and you can dab that on the canvas. 
And then you've got a little on the canvas, and that's the colors that you paint it with. And you don't need those colors. You make other paintings, and they're beautiful, but that's oh, yeah. the colors that I like painting with. Yeah, you do. You do. Just a quick message to my future grandchildren. <laughs> grandchildren, if you're listening, I disapprove. <laughs> I feel like the paintings you paint are also scratch and sniff paintings. That's kind of the feeling I get, that there's a whole lot going on. With your yeah. sweary, very sweary uh, paintings, Pollock esque, <laughs> Pollock. Like if a can of soup and Pollock made a painting, that's what it would taste and smell. A can like. of can of pea soup, <laughs> can of f- soup. Oh, oh, my eyes hurt. Yeah, because of the thick air in there. <laughs> the atmosphere is weighing down on your shoulders. It's true. Oh man! Hey, I have a happy ending. Okay, all right. I need it. Let's let's do this. I'm just gonna roll right into it because it's funny. Also, okay, I don't remember which happy ending I picked. <laughs> so, so let's. See. We're hoping it's funny. Yeah, yeah. Because you just because it's it's a riot. It's you don't even be, know. Got to be funny. This is a professional podcast. <laughs> I mean, there's a two hundred thousand downloads in a week of each episode. Yep. And the people know exactly what's coming just as much as I do. So, <laughs> here we go. Please communication, tell me. Hi. Um, we've found an elephant walking down the street near the, the community center, the Ray 20. I'm sorry? We found an elephant walking down the street. Like, the ones from, like, the circus that's at the Ray 20 center. One of them got loose and it's walking down the street. What road is it walking down? What's this street? What's this street? Alex Stoner, I think. Alex Stoner near the end, uh, near the exit of Ray Twenty. It's on Alex Stoner. Yeah. Don't let it cross the street. How big are we talking here? Like full cone elephant. It's like the ones that like they have at like the circus. That like the people ride on and stuff. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and is there anybody around it at all? Yeah. Well. Yeah. 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 I told them that. Yeah. But like, is anybody there? Like, I guess any sort of um, like no. staff or anything no. there? No. No. It's just there's just an elephant. He's following you. Like one of my friends is like it's following him and it's he's leading it back back there. But currently walking down Alex Donner. Yes. What's your accent? Is it going in? Uh, it's, heading, it's heading back towards the race. There's another one out, too. They're all out. I think all three of you are. How many is there? We see two. We don't know if there's a third. Should we check this one? This one's right on my street. I don't want to go by it. There's, yeah, there's a lot of, there's like two, ele- two or three elephants out here. They're huge. We'll uh, see what we can do here. Okay. Okay, thank you. No problem, bye. And if there's any cars clear in Newmarket, we have a report of an elephant currently walking down Eagle Street from Ray 20 Complex. 11.35, I have to clear for that. 46 calls. 11.46. 11.35 calling. 11.35. We've located the elephant on um, Crossland Gate. Apparently somebody has led one of the elephants back to the tent. There's one standing here at the intersection, 
and there's one still outstanding, last seen traveling northbound on Crossland Gate. 1041, elephant outstanding northbound Crossland Gate. 104. 1186, so I actually just located that elephant. Uh, it's in the middle of a field, just uh, off Alex Donor. 1135, just advise, I'm going to head over to the uh, complex and I believe, Al, that's the one that the friend is leading back to the complex. Okay. There two. There two. Is uh, everything that's missing out there accounted for? Sorry, R2, you were asking if there's anything outstanding you could assist with? Any uh, other animals missing? Just the one outstanding elephant right now. 46 call. Car 1146. 1135 calling for an update. 1135. Just to advise, there are no outstanding elephants. They only have three, and one of them is um, back in the pen. Hey, 10 for one's back in the tent. One is with you, and the other one is with 86. 86, that's a negative. I'm actually with 1146 now. Okay, 10-4. So we've got two accounted for that I uh, account here. We've got the trainers coming out to round them up. Okay, 10-4. 1206, Paul. Car 1206, go ahead. Uh, that outstanding elephant's on Crossland Gate, and uh, it's just eating somebody's tree. 10-4. I'm just pulling up on scene with a trainer. 10-4. couple things up. <laughs> One, I wonder what the police code is for... <laughs> Dude, I just wrote that elephant. down as a bullet. What is the code for police for elephant? And I guarantee you, I can say this with 1 million percent certainty. First time they've ever used it. First time. First time. If there even is one. I love how formal they got, though. Everyone just started saying, outstanding elephant. <laughs> elephant is unarmed. <laughs> and then the guy tries to describe an elephant. Like, it's like well, I mean, it's just, yeah, it's a whole elephant. Like just picture an elephant in your head. That's what's loose over here. It's like, have you ever seen National Geographic? It's like got the trunk. It's gray. Large, like a, like a deformed cow. <laughs> oh, this call got me. And then the very end, how chill he was when he's like, uh, elephant's been identified. Uh, it's just eating someone's tree. <laughs> so good. So another thing. Uh, one time we were going to Indianapolis, and I don't remember why, but we had my whole family. And we were going right through the middle of Indianapolis, and there was just a, a donkey running down the street, <laughs> Main Street, of Indi in the middle of, of the city. And everybody was just, like, going about their day, and there was a donkey running down the street. <laughs> and, like, if this had happened in Kentucky, like, I'd be like, oh, yeah, somebody's donkey got out. But I was just dumbfounded because nobody was reacting. And I was, like, sitting at the lot, just like, am I, did I drop acid <laughs> and not remember? There is a donkey running down the street in Indianapolis. Um, and then I don't know what the code for that would have been if I had called the police and then I'd have to describe a donkey. Yeah, it's basically a, just a lesson. It's like a not horse. It's like, a, it's like a miniature elephant. It's an elephant without a trunk, smaller ears, and not an elephant at all, but more like a horse. But at the same time, not really. It's a zebra uh, without the stripes. 
a it's a stupid zebra. <laughs> it's an elephant cover, colored zebra. <laughs> it's a retarded zebra. Yeah. That's a donkey. Uh, it doesn't have the cool hair. No, it's a zebra that's not been painted cool with a cool hairstyle. Yeah. Also, imagine your this this call a lot funnier if nobody lived anywhere near a circus. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that. You're just sitting on... It's Sunday. You're drinking a lemonade. You're sitting on your porch, and then an elephant comes down the street. <laughs> By the way, I don't know if you've ever seen an elephant. Pretty big. <laughs> it's like your town is town number five on its Disney movie journey that it's taken somehow, and yeah. no one has stopped this elephant, and it's just... <laughs> On its way. <laughs> and elephants smell bad. Oh, yeah. You'd think... You... That's something we don't talk about. That's something they never addressed in Dumbo. Also, it's... Or Operation Dumbo Drop. <laughs> also hard to misplace one. So that it even... Yeah, they kept losing it. <laughs> Got lost. This is like losing a semi-trailer <laughs> that moves at a walking pace. <laughs> Exactly. And eats trees. Not easy to do. It's like losing... Might as well be a Triceratops. I don't know if you've ever seen a Triceratops. Kind of like an elephant. Picture an elephant, but not an elephant. Smaller head, lower to the ground, and it's got ninja daggers on its back. On its hat. Oh, man. I got to stop because my cheeks hurt. Oh. Well, thanks for enjoying this time with me again, Kent. Sorry it was kind of a downer for a lot of it. and then Most of it. But we came we came back around with the elephant, so that was... I was anticipating that. I was hoping so. All right. Well, I love you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Hugs, everybody. <laughs>